Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of HR Tech Chat. Uh, I am very pleased uh, to have with us today Adriana Deneno, um, who's going to talk to us about her dual role at Infor. Uh, one is pro in product management, and the other is um, product management for Infor's people solutions. Um, and the other, the other role of hers, which is very interesting, is she's co-chair of the Infor People Wellbeing Business Resource Group. Um, and uh, well-being is, uh, is, has never been more important. We're hearing a lot about it in the space. And uh, Adriana uh, and I are going to discuss uh, the rise of it and how it kind of interestingly fits into uh, what we've been talking about quite a bit this year at 360 Insights, which is abstract and concrete HCM. So, so welcome, Adriana. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Brent. Thanks for having me here this morning. So. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I've been uh, really excited for this particular episode. Um, you have a very interesting role at Infor, um, and maybe we could uh, focus on the business resource group uh, for a little bit here. Uh, am I correct um, in re recalling that you founded or you you sort of championed the uh, founding of this group in, at Infor? Yes, I did. So actually named it too. Um, so Infor People Solutions had previously been named Human Capital Management HCM, and that was a buzz term, you know, that years ago was more acceptable and normal than now, which is uh, we are people solutions. We focus on the people and within HR. And so when this group was first starting, I really, I went to the head of HR with the idea to have something that focuses on mental health because of how important mental health is in our society. Uh, not sure if everyone knows, but right now one in two people has a mental illness and it's a, um, you know, it's a real thing. And um, so I went to the head of HR and we got the group started and I quickly realized it's way more than just the mental. You know, it's the the physical, the financial, the environmental, the social, and there's all these dimensions of employee well-being. So I couldn't come up with a better name than in for people well-being. And then it happened to fit perfectly with people solutions, right? Because they're all kind of swarming in the same area. So yeah. Uh I think it's a great name for the for the research group, uh, resource group, excuse me. Um, and it's is very interesting. We hear about financial wellness. Uh, we've been seeing this uh, crop up in uh, discussions around payroll and earned wage access solutions and all this kind of stuff. I just want to go back, though, because I think it'd be great to park on this for a little bit is mental mental um, um, illness, right? Uh, or mental uh, challenges, even if you're not mentally ill, you're still facing, you know, a pretty tough, steep challenges mentally today. And that really surprised me, though, one in every two people. Um, yes. That's, and it, when you say that, it, it could be temporary or <laughs> chronic or permanent, right? Yeah. So I know at certain points in my life, you know, when my mom passed, I was having more mental health challenges than other points in my life. So it can be 
temporary. It can be more heavy at certain points than others. We're all people and we're all experiencing life as we're trying to work and, you know, have our personal things. So, you know what, you brought that up and, and, and I'm sorry for your loss. Um, Thank you. you. Mentioned, you're welcome. Uh, bereavement, though. Uh, let's talk about bereavement um, uh, because that, I mean, if you want to talk about concrete and abstract HCM and how it fits in with uh, what you're doing with people wellness, people well-being, excuse me. I mean, <laughs> scheduling software, um, um, account, uh, being able to uh, ad adapt very quickly, flexibly to, uh, let's say you're. I know I'm jumping around a bit. I'm having trouble getting this out. But let's say, let's look at an example, right? Let's think about like retail, the retail, um, like a floor associate at a, let's say like a mid, mid tier. We won't say Walmart, let's say Target, right? Um, it's Walmart's the, the go to example. We'll go with Target this time. So, <laughs> okay, well, I spend more time Target. Target, as I've yeah. heard it called. I never, once see. I get in, I never get out. So, <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. Uh, they have some, they have some good candy um, selections there. And they, at one time, they had Red Hots, which are my favorite, those hard cinnamon candies. <laughs> so I'm sure they're really bad for you, made with Red Lake number five or whatever it is. Uh, but <laughs> they taste great, though. Um, I digress. Let's say you have a target floor associate uh, who suddenly has uh, a death of a close uh, family member, right? And I mean, you have, as an organization, you have, um, that doesn't change your scheduling needs, right? And we're not qualifying that as good or bad. You, the, the, the show must go on, right? And so you need a scheduling software that can account for that very quickly uh, maybe with uh, quick shift swapping that can help facilitate somebody's uh, bereavement time that they need to take right away, this sort of thing. Um, and that's a great example, I think, of how concrete and abstract HCM really, uh, the, the confluence of the two. Because when you think about scheduling software, for instance, uh, timekeeping and all this, think of it at first blush, it just seems like this, seems like concrete HCM. Just to clue in uh, viewers who... Uh, We've been talking about abstract and concrete, not realizing that there might be some people viewing this that haven't heard this concept before. Concrete is all this stuff in HCM that's easily quantifiable, measurable. It's a lot of that administrative work, a lot of that stuff that just takes a lot of time to get right, needs to be tamped down um, and tight uh, in, your, in your HR department. Then abstract HCM is all about um, employee sentiment, uh, employee engagement, how are you employees feeling about the job how are they feeling on the job um and ultimately this you know the the the, the aggregate of the of these of this employee sentiment uh, uh eventually sort of informing or being the basis of your employer culture and your employer brand so that's abstract hcm well this is a great example you know employee well-being bereavement scheduling software that in a very concrete way is able to adapt very quickly, uh, but it has a, an enormous uh, impact on employee sentiment uh, for that that person uh, in, uh, in particular. Yeah, and I, I couldn't add some flavor there if you want using your examples. So, you know, it's great and we've been doing it for years that, you know, you have scheduling software and you can give people the concrete time off, you know, and maybe uh, do a uh, shift swap and we have our 
all of our systems are you know, they're very much integrated and they work together. It's like we have workforce management where you can do that. And um, that's the one side of it is giving you the time off, whether it's a mental health day, a bereavement day or whatever. But then the other side of that, that I think is just becoming coming to more fruition is the intangible part of that which is the employee sentiment. And that's the part that I think has been missing. I mean, even back when my mother died, I got my standard bereavement and life went on right afterward. It was as if it never happened. And um, I think what's happening now is through these types of groups, as well as, you know, so that's something that may just be a process versus the process being supported in the software, um, you know, having the ability for the employee to know that they have a support system, people around them that care. And mm -hmm. so like Infor, for example, we have this group, we uh, just had someone approach me and our co-chair that they wanna do like a peer-to-peer -peer with cancer. <clears throat> so if yeah. you're a cancer survivor, you can, like give advice to someone going through treatments or you know if you're a person that experienced someone passing from cancer or caring for someone with cancer that you have someone you can talk to but so we have the group and the emotional parts that come with it but we also have tools in our software to check in with your employee we have manager to employee check-ins mm. and if managers are using those tools appropriately and saying hey how you doing like on a scale i think our check-in says like one to ten how are you doing and you know um we have just different tooling within the software to really engage with that employee so now that's the, so you brought up a really good point you know this sort of having the support system in place a human support system in in place at, at at work and that's an organizational culture thing um and it's very important um uh, and you also speak of you know the software being able to facilitate uh, a manager check-in and and this is maybe you could help me understand um because we hear a lot about this and 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 i always think i think to myself just I'm just being devil's advocate for the sake of the discussion. I, I'm not saying I necessarily sure, believe sure. this, but but you know, someone might say, "Well, okay, why don't just have the manager pick up the phone and 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 call the uh, the employee or stop by their desk or send them a text message?" You know, if they're millennials or Generation Z because they they hate phone calls. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, uh, being Generation Z uh, X myself, not Z. I wish uh, X. I I'm kind of equally uh, comfortable with text and I actually like text more than phone calls too if we're being honest <laughs> but but what's this stuff what is it about the technology itself that, that that delivers more value there are we talking about an instrument that's like a Likert scale that's built into the system so they can kind of punch it in and and uh like the you know that the manager can send the link I mean, I imagine that I imagine like ideally it would be maybe a Zoom call and then embedded into or whatever, whatever, um, you know, we're, we're using MS Teams uh, viewers. We're using MS Teams today, <laughs> uh, but, you know, something that embeds into whatever 
video conferencing software you use so that there can be a conversation and also a link that's uh, automatically shared at the same time. It's like, can you just sure I can, a I can bit try to I can try to give some insight in there. I mean, I guess, yeah, there's nothing that beats a manager one on one. And we're not saying that, you know, manager one on ones are important, you know, maybe once a week or, you know, bi-weekly, whatever, with you and your manager. But there's something also to be said about the written word. And maybe that's just the journalism major in me. Mm. But I know we have a system called the RAVE system where you send a rave to somebody and it's kind words about the person. And so I know I have a coworker who just went above and beyond to help me with something. So I logged a rave for him today and I said, you know, thank you so much for all you do for me. And if I don't say it enough, thank you. Could I have just called him on the phone and said it? Yeah, I do that. But it also went to his manager and his other managers, and there's something for him to have that, to be able to print it out, hang it up if he wants to. There's something about that. Um, mm. And there's also something to be said about, yeah, you and your manager sit down once a week and talk for a half hour, but if you just need a quick check-in one of the days to say, you know, working on this, had a blocker, then it doesn't have to wait an entire week, you know? And let's just face it, things happen. I know people get sick and you may have to cancel the one-on-one -on -one because you're working, you know, you're still working, but your your voice is gone or something, you know, like, or you're just not up for a call because you may not be feeling good that day. So I think technology does come into play with it, but I think it also supplements having the good HR process, so... Yeah, yeah, I, I, he makes some great points. You know, the the um, the 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 being it be, it's not technically true, but that that rave being in the public domain, the public domain of of the um, the greater domain of uh, observe observable by your your peers, right? That's that that's that that feels good. You know, uh, I've been at um, uh, employers in the past where there's something similar uh a little bit more antiquated but where where someone can post uh basically a um uh you know a, a compliment or extolling somebody's uh performance on some project and uh and and everyone can see it and it and it and it does have a nice cascading effect and it does have you know beyond the the point to point um um, effect. So obviously, it's the the person who's the recipient of the compliment or or the rave or whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, however, you brand a compliment, uh, right? <laughs> the, beyond the person who receives that compliment, right? It it does lift all boats, right? It has a positive residual cast, or I think a better word is cascading effect on the rest of the organizational population, and so that's that's a um, it's it's it it's like feeding the organizational culture good nutrients right um so or or you could even 
or or you know a nice uh, uh, sweet you know <laughs> even like like junk food tastes good too you know not that compliment is junk food but the idea I'm trying to take this metaphor too far of which <laughs> like you know organization help in now but yeah no <laughs> I, mean, I agree it becomes contagious and people like it um it also gives the person who's giving it just as much gratification I know I just signed up for Christmas to buy a child at our ch at the church like a present and it gives me a lot of joy it's like the same feeling like I feel so happy with the fact that I could just do that tiny thing so it's kind of the same type of feelings that like happen in your brain um so yeah I think that that's the part of the abstract along with like you know feeling recognized because it's important that we feel recognized and that we belong. And I think that all part is what's always been missed in the <clears throat> HR systems. And that's now our focus is shifting to say, okay, you know, how do we retain this talent? How do we recruit new people? And people want to come to an organization where they're going to feel like they belong, where they're going to, not want to have to leave the job i know one of our um the co-chair for my group there's two of us um she started right um she's pretty new to infor but she started right after um she or she um became a chair right after she joined and one of the reasons she decided to join infor was because we have these types of groups you know we have this one but we also have pride at in for we have uh black at in for women at in for and they all very much work uh together in a lot of ways and that was a deciding criteria for a candidate in looking for a new position whereas 10 years ago that wouldn't have been the case right I, they, these weren't even a concept so that's very interesting. So, so what I'm hearing is, and stop me if I'm running afield a little bit here, but what I'm hearing is uh, that that you folks are, you are with some intentionality, some some premeditation, right? You're hiring for for cultural fit. We hire for talent and cultural fit. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's the whole big picture, and in our software we try to give you the tools to do that too like hire equity making sure that you're hiring workflows promote an equitable process that you're looking at all aspects of the employee like we have a talent science tool where i actually just took the behavioral assessment and okay. i have to say it was dead on like it gives you a behavioral assessment and we give them to new hires and we're going to have a lot of employees be taking them as part of our BRG and it gives you like information about yourself and it, it can kind of like empower you to know where your strengths are, where you may be, you know, where not that it's not a strength but where you may, you know, be a little, oh, Adriana, you know, in this area, she requires more recognition so that okay. you're kind of aware of, it's kind of like the personality test in a way. 
Okay, so the so, Myers Briggs one from, but way better. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, the, the, the psychometrics and uh, psychometric instruments available today are—they <laughs> blow Myers Briggs out of the water. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, this this is not your father's Myers Briggs. Um, yeah. Uh, um, it's interesting. I was. This is so fascinating. Wasn't expecting our conversation to sort of veer into per, uh, behavioral testing, but but uh, or personality testing, but but soft skill testing, I think, is what uh, what you would call it. But that's that's really smart. I mean, if you want to become an agile, um, if you want to um, uh, cultivate an agile workforce, right, uh, mm -hmm. where uh, internal mobility. And uh, I guess external mobility, recruiting, <laughs> hiring people, right? If you want to uh, an be, equitable hiring process, yeah, an equitable uh, hiring process. But if you want to be as as well oiled of a machine as possible, and you're you really are hiring, whether it's internally or externally, uh, as accurately as possible for for mm -hmm. the best potential um, uh, success. Then you really need to be you really need to be incorporating uh, these these soft skill assessments into your in into into the process. So that that's and um, some viewers here will may have noticed that we've had previous episodes where we talk about that at the intersection of artificial intelligence as well because there's a lot of there's a lot going on in artificial intelligence right now in terms of uh, helping their tools to help companies develop an ontological um, you know make, figure out what's the ontology of their uh, you know their soft skills internally and all this kind of stuff right and 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 in my opinion uh, those efforts are they're well-meaning, and we need to we need to uh, you know sick the the AI on that stuff, so to speak, right? At the same time, if it's not informed by by solid, uh, in-depth modern psychometrics, then we might be going in the wrong direction or or uh, moving too fast. Yeah, and I think that's why we were considering for all the business resource groups having everyone take these behavioral assessments as well. And I know um, everyone does currently take them on hire and we do incorporate that into people solutions. So yeah, there's, there's lots of different ways that, you know, that that can be done. So I, I've just, I've been in the space long enough that um, sometimes I forget things, but all of a sudden I'm remembering what is, there is a, um, there is an organ, uh, there's a vendor that Infor acquired a while back that, that is, I believe is the origins of this. Is it People Answers? Oh, well, yes. People yeah, Okay. People Answers. Yes. Yeah, okay. That was okay. the origin of this. And yeah. then Infor acquired Lawson, which is the origin of a lot of the HR. So. That's right. That's right. What are the, what are the plans at Infor around um, around artificial intelligence, um, where it intersects with this specifically? Sure. Yeah. So we have a artificial intelligent product called Coleman, and we have that. What's really neat about all of our solutions is that you don't just have HR here and an ERP over there and a, a, like all these systems just not talking to each other. 
they all speak to each other through Infor operating system, Infor OS. And so you can be using your distribution ERP, your manufacturing ERP, your healthcare suite. Like we have a Cloverleaf is a major player in that market, What like with the Epics. And um, you're using that tooling and it integrates and it's very interoperable to all the other solutions. So people solution is your answer to HR as, you know, use while using your ERP or your healthcare system. And we have a data lake that stores all the data. And then we have the Coleman that kind of does the artificial intelligence. And within people solutions, we've been and we continue to add more and more AI use cases so that, you know, to support that. So for example, one of the products that I manage, right, uh, that I'm is in my portfolio, which with COVID-19 has just been like it's occupational health and employee safety. And um, speaking of well-being, it's, you know, are your employees vaccinated? You know, did they get the flu shots? Was there a safety incident? And we we provide that in our our people solutions. And one of the things um, that I'm doing is adding some more AI use cases for these modules to say, oh, you had a uh, COVID-19 um, exposure. Okay, you need to be assigned automatically a health component of COVID-19 test. So we kind of are always looking at the latest and greatest AI use cases, but we do have our own for that. And it does talk to all the systems, so. that That's interesting, yeah, yeah, uh, smart. Um, you, you know what, you, you, you touched on something that, that, that we've talked about recently um, at 360 Insights and this idea. We, we talked about it uh, within the, uh, the confines of of HCM itself, right? Knocking down silos, which is not a new concept in HCM, but but I really do, you know, believe uh, is my opinion that the conventional silos, uh, uh, the 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 traditional taxonomy of HCM, you know, uh, that it's 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 useful still in terms of discussing the various components of HCM. Uh, it helps in conversation, but in practice and application. Um, it's it's a big mistake to think about HCM as being each of these these parts. You know they they're all intertwined. You know, and we're seeing this more and more. For instance, learning and performance management. Uh, it's almost they're almost inextricable at this point. I, I would never advise an organization to just do one or the other. Uh, definitely want to have them um, um, yeah, intertwined and 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 obviously artificial intelligence to help. Um, to help inform that, but but yeah, the, but, and I know. I agree. The silos are are not good for the the solutions. You know, when you have people solutions, it's not like there's a module with diversity, equity, inclusion. It's mm. intertwined throughout the whole experience. Like mm. 
all of the things that you're doing as you're processing pay, as you're hiring talent, it's considering these concepts throughout the experience. Mm -hmm. It's not like a one report and you're done, right? Mm -hmm. Which I think in the past it was like, oh, we have a few reports. We're diverse, right? But that's not, you know, we have a report that shows you how many, you know, of each race or of each whatever. And that's not what it is. It's it's really threading those components throughout the whole experience and then having those systems speak to each other and, you know, not work in silos. And that's mm -hmm. why our product group, we all very much work together on, even though I have a product manager that maybe just focuses on payroll or benefits mm. or talent acquisition, we all very much communicate together to eliminate those silos as we come up with the big pictures. So. Yeah, and, and and I know that Infor talks about industry solutions, which is really smart. Um, and, and just to take that knocking down silos and uh, concept of, you know, frankly, you can apply that same idea to the entire enterprise, right? You know, we talk about the enterprises having, you know, there's a there's a financial applications uh, component. There's a there's a there's a CRM. There's a you know there's a inventory. There's you yeah. know there's yeah. just so many different supply chain management. You know, all these things, right? And sometimes, you know, there there are some. Um, uh, needs where where you you know you really just need a, an SCM you know <laughs> you know that that is essentially what you need but in in a lot of cases and and so that and so that the various uh, domains of the uh, of the enterprise will persist in terms of being individual distinct parts of the whole but at the same time if you're talking about solving for industries then it frees you uh, from a uh, from a conceptual standpoint as an organization to look at any given uh, potential customers uh, uh, challenges, right? And say, and not have to think, you know, you're, you're almost not forced to think about solving for their challenges in terms of, okay, well, I have scheduling and attendance, I have, I have performance management and I have this, um, this this uh, yeah, enterprise asset management solution and okay you need these three things right it's more about looking at uh, at it holistic I hate that word because we use it all the time but it does apply looking at it uh, holistically and then and then building like the components of it so that every single solution iteration of solution across your entire customer base might be some different uh, combination of the various um, individual uh, solutions that the, that the, that the, the vendor has. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. And, and to your point at the beginning, it's a combination of the concrete and the abstract. So. Mm. Yeah, it is. If you're, that's the other thing is concrete and abstract doesn't apply just to HCM. You know, there are other, there are other aspects to, you know, it, if you think about it, everything is concrete and abstract, everything that we do concretely and uh, uh, everything that happens in whatever domain of the enterprise you're in, there's a concrete component and there's an expression of it that's also uh, abstract in that, it, in that it, it affects or has an influence on employee sentiment. You know, in HCM, we like to think that HCM is where, um, HCM technology is where that concrete has the, the biggest sort of abstract impact 
but but it's it's not the only place, you know, right? And it, this is an idea that we've been we've been floating around, and uh, you know, where, where I don't think HCM is just about HR anymore. Yeah, I I don't think so either. No, yeah. And can you elaborate more on why you think that? So well, yeah, I mean, you uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. So you know, you get we 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 look at deals sometimes, you know, and and who are the stakeholders involved in deals? Often more and more, it's the chief operations officer, right? Because oh, maybe yeah, definitely, yeah, a hundred percent. It's it's not just you know. Often they didn't really understand what the needs were. Um, to our point about the abstract and the abstract is hard to quantify. And mm. so I think more and more it is, and I think the HR generalist role is becoming a different type of role mm. in this, this realm. I just was well, at HR tech and they talked about that. Well, it has to become, I, I totally agree. Um, and it's, and it's, um, it's a, uh, feels validated in the here that others are are essentially saying similar things uh, but yes. but it needs to it needs to evolve because if hr generalist uh role remains focused or fixated on on sort of you know um uh, streamlining the administrative tedium then what happens once that is successful that effort is successful where where does that leave hr yeah, HR yeah they were talking about the same thing at the conference which is where i came into contact um with you afterward so yeah that's right that's right yeah Perplexious, uh, yeah everything is so serendipitous it's wonderful <laughs> yeah that was well, like the most fun for me to actually go somewhere that was the first time i'd went anywhere in like years because of the pandemic so yeah, yeah, I was uh, in in Florida in late September. Um, uh, also, first first trip. Uh, one of our one of our uh, one of the vendors obviously had their user conference, uh, but I, it's you think about you know and we're running out of time here, but but you know a lot of companies they have sort of frontline workers, right? I mean, if you think about it, HR. Where is HR on that person's mind nowhere really i mean it's you know that it's it's about that person's relationship with their manager and that's where the employee experience happens right and so it's the manager who has an impact on the employee experience and so you want technologies that are going to make the manager and the employee they're going to make their the concrete aspects of their jobs as 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 streamlined and intuitive as possible so that they can spend more time um uh so the manager can spend more time uh, thinking about the employees, the employee sentiment, and also you need you need a, an organizational culture that 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 fosters that 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 uh, values that right in no, the manager. thinks about the manager sentiment right now. One of the most common things that's happening with management is manager burnout. So employee burnout, but manager burnout. And I think that's the first time we're actually acknowledging and talking about that. But there's a lot of pressure on them. They're an employee too, just like the employee. So <laughs> you're absolutely right. They're people too. Managers are people They're too. People, yeah. So it's I'm getting yeah, I'm chuckling because it, it's funny. You, you I, I love that you brought it up because yeah, we we talk about the manager employee relationship and, and we were so focused on the employees' feelings and 
what about the manager's feelings? You know, well, the manager is an employee. It's almost like when you talk about an actor and they seem like this, you know, this superstar, you know, that they're not a person. And it's like, no, no, that's a person too. They have feelings and, you know, and a manager, just like the employee, they're a person and they have feelings and they're part of, you know, they're a little different than the employee, but at the same time, they're experiencing a lot of the same things we've talked about. And we have management that's part of our BRGs, like our business resource groups. And I love the perspective they bring. I love when they attend um, and they do attend. And one of our things that we want to do is more manager training, um, because I think it's important as well. So that's definitely something that our our groups are going to be looking at so yeah there needs to be a support uh support group for uh or su- support for leaders uh oh, definitely. sort of thing yeah. Yeah. I was just, it made me think of when we said managers are people too um it's and you brought up the uh, the idea of you know the superstar like the movie uh star or maybe the rock yeah. star and it, it occurred to me yeah it, let's say you're on facebook you're looking at your friends family pictures as their day to day and it's it's interesting because you 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 want to see what your friends are doing what their families are doing but but when you see like an actor this is this is like an this is basically explains the paparazzi right because it such, yeah. it's such a novelty right to see that that uh that uh, that you know al pacino or or i don't know uh, uh dead mouse or whatever, whatever they are yeah, that they yeah. have an actual family life like a regular life in the background and and we almost ogle at it because it's 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 such a novelty it's so it's so um uh, and novelty to our brains to think that these people are normal too and so we're actually kind of Almost sort of uh, just 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 marveling at, at the uh, the at the how mundane it is, which is really yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Today. Yeah, I I love the conversations and uh, you know, um, I I hope you have a good weekend and I thank you for having me on here. So. Oh, it's been it's been fantastic. Uh, keep doing uh, a great job uh, with your with your your resource group. I mean, you're just really doing great stuff, and uh, this has been a fantastic conversation. So, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you. I I definitely can't do it without the people. Yeah. So the people are what is making that group amazing, and it's their participation and it's their embracing the group. I'm speaking of. I'm a leader in a way of the group, right? And I only have so much capacity. I, you know, I'm a mom of two and I'm a product manager and, you know, I've got my own set of mental health issues and I can only handle so much. And what's been really amazing about the group is people stepping up and saying, okay, I'll write all the communications. I'll do this part. Well, let's divide and conquer because it's, it's, it takes an army to do this like it doesn't take just me wanting the group to succeed i mean it takes a lot of people who believe in it and the organicness of the group for it to succeed so i 
I am. Um, I just want to point that out that it's definitely like a huge team effort. It's like you know, my six-year-old she requires an army to to make her <laughs> succeed. So, <laughs> I have a three-year-old and uh, and a one and a half-year-old, and and they require uh, two armies. <laughs> but, <laughs> I have a six and seven-year-old. They're only thirteen months apart. So, but yeah. So, yeah. um, I just you want just to point describe, that out that, that it's the organicness. Yeah, sorry, we're talking over each other, but I just wanted to say that you just described the success of a group very, very well. It, it does. It, it takes it takes everyone. Um, and um, I think you put that very well. Yeah, um, you have a wonderful weekend, too. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. OK, thanks.